Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're in Daniel chapter 3. We're in the midst of the fiery furnace story, right? <laughs> Daniel uh, is not in this chapter, but Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah are going by their Babylonian names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Where was Daniel? Nobody really knows. Was he on holiday? We don't know. Was he traveling? We don't know. We just know that he wasn't one, one of them that the Chaldeans had accused. And so we saw in the previous episode that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego says, you know what, we're not going to bow before you, king. We don't need to give an answer to this because our God, is a, who we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace. And you know what? He will deliver us out of your hand, O king. You know, even if you throw us in the furnace, he may deliver us that way. He may take us on the glory. Either way we go, we're going to be delivered. And then they say, just let it be known to you that we're not going to bow before you and worship you. We're not going to serve your gods, and we're not going to worship that golden image of yours. Well, you can imagine how this went over with Nebuchadnezzar. Let's pick it up, verse 19, chapter 3. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath, and his facial expression was altered towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, That facial expression altered is sort of interesting right there. Because we'll actually see it in the next chapter also. It literally means that he he turned into like an animal type of thing. In the next chapter, we're going to see that his heart is turned from the heart of man to the heart of an animal. It's the same word used right there. He was furious, and his face reflected that, and he really became beastly. So continue verse 19. He answered by giving orders to heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. He commanded certain valiant warriors. So these are his best warriors who were in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in order to cast them into the furnace of blazing fire. Verse 21. Then these men were tied up in their trousers, their coats, their caps, and their other clothes and were cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. Why, why such detail about the fact that they're cast in their, you know, tied up in their clothes? It'll burn a lot better. They could have thrown in there with no clothes on. Yeah, that would have been horrific, et cetera. But if you do all this, put all the clothes on them, that's just like stoking the fire on their body, right? Verse 22. For this reason, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace had been made extremely hot, the flame of the fire slew those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, we don't know exactly how this furnace was structured. There's all sorts of conjecture. You can find this in various commentaries and things. But just pay attention to what you see. They were able to control the temperature of the fire to some degree. They made it seven times hotter. It says right here, for this reason, that these men died when they threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in. So there's a thing where they fall into it. We'll see in just a minute. They fell into the midst of the furnace. So uh, there's something with the descending idea. There's a door involved with this furnace, okay? But because the king's command was so urgent, these men wound up dying. They weren't able to do the usual protective type of procedures you might have done. The flame was so hot, the command so urgent, they grabbed them, they threw them in there, and the men who threw them in there died. Verse 23, but these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire, still tied up. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astounded and stood up in haste and said to his high officials, Was it not three men we cast bound in the midst of the fire? And they replied to the king, Certainly, O king. He said, Look, I see four men loosed and walking about in the midst of the fire without harm. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. So whatever this furnace was, they could keep looking into it and still be safe. Whatever this furnace was, it was big enough where they could stand up and they could walk around in it. He now sees the three men they threw in, but he sees a fourth. And Nebuchadnezzar declares he's like a son of the gods. What was it that he saw that made him think that perhaps this was one of the sons of God or is like a son of the gods? Hmm, we'll have to see later. Verse 26, then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the furnace of blazing fire. So it's got a door. And he responded and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out, you servants of the Most High God, and come here. So apparently it was some type of thing to where they could actually physically get up and walk out of it, probably ascending somehow because it said they were thrown into it and they fell down into it. Okay, And they could hear Nebuchadnezzar. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire. Verse 27, the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the king's high officials gathered around and saw in regard to these men <clears throat> that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men, nor was the hair of their head singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of fire even come upon them. Apparently the fire had burned all of their, uh, uh, the ropes and the things that bound them. Those were gone, but there was no effect on the body. Their hair was not singed, nor were their trousers and their clothes weren't damaged in any way. They didn't even have the smell of fire upon them. And y'all know how that is. The smell of fire clings to you when you light a match, <laughs> you know, much less get thrown into a fire like this. Now watch how Nebuchadnezzar responded. We saw how he responded with Daniel, interpreted the dream and everything. He declared that Daniel's God was the God of gods, the most high God, and that he was the revealer of mysteries. Remember that phrase? Well, now Nebuchadnezzar responds and says, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who put their trust in him, violating the king's command, and yielded up their bodies so as not to serve or worship any god except their own god. He knew what had happened, and he declared it. He said, Blessed be this God. Blessed be this God that's so powerful that he sent an angel right here to deliver these servants. Blessed be this guy that they put their trust in, even to the point of ignoring and violating my command. Blessed be this God that they believe in so strongly that they yielded up their body. Blessed be this God that they believe so strongly that they're not going to serve or worship any God except their own God. So he's declaring blessing to this God. Now we're going to see more about Nebuchadnezzar, particularly in the next couple of chapters, about how he, what's happening here, what he's seeing, what he's believing. He continues speaking here, though, in verse 29. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or tongue that speaks anything offensive against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses reduced to a rubbish heap. Literally means a dung heap. Inasmuch as there is no other God who is able to deliver in this way. 
So Nebuchadnezzar is at the point right now where he blesses this guy, but it was very much a, uh, a multitude of gods within their societies. They believed in a bunch of different gods. And he's declaring, I want to bless this guy that's delivered. I want to bless him because he uh, has done so much in their lives that they put their trust in him. They violated my command. They yielded up their bodies not to serve me but to serve their God. So you know what? Anybody who speaks anything offensive against this God, I'm going to rip you from limb to limb. I'm going to tear down your houses. Nobody is to speak anything against this guy. That doesn't mean that Nebuchadnezzar believed in this guy. It doesn't mean that, uh, that he believed that he was the God of all gods. He declared that earlier that he's the God of all gods related to this. But it's interesting to watch, for lack of a better term, Nebuchadnezzar's spiritual growth. Now the last verse. Then the king caused Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to prosper in the province of Babylon. So Daniel had been prospering at the hand of the king. Now he causes these three to prosper even more because of their faith, because of their belief, because of what the Lord had done for them. <laughs> Remember, they told the king, hey, our God is able to deliver us from your hands, O king. So we're not going to bow down and worship you. May we live in the same way, not in fear of the powers that be all about, and they are everywhere, folks, in every arena of our life, but may we stand strong and firm in the Most High God who we serve. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you in the next episode. 